0: Bueller, 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 Bueller.
1: Wake up!
0: Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw! Conrad!
1: Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs>
2: Victory, Kentucky! <laughs>
1: like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad hello everybody happy friday to you february 17 2023 you're listening to kentucky roll call here on big x Sports radio go. hope you're having a great start to your friday we made it through the week nick roush we did it we made it through the week how are you
2: did it oh yeah we did it yeah uh i'm excited for friday it's not my favorite day of the week like scoots but uh I had a uh, just uh, you know you have I had a rough Thursday, so sleep it off and uh, refresh on Friday, get re- ripping ready to
1: roll. And scoots, it is your favorite day of the week. You made it, buddy.
0: It is, yes. I uh, I also need a refresh today. I was at midway last night, had a doubleheader, and got home. I don't know, probably eleven o'clock last night. But I did the thing. It's kind of on me that I'm so tired today. So after I got done producing Spears yesterday, I went home before I had to leave for Midway and I watched a couple episodes of the of the live what's the full swing is what it's called, the the Netflix documentary following the golfers. So I watched a couple episodes of that. Got home from Midway last night and I was like, "Man, I just have to watch one more. It's that good that oh, I, I no. had to watch one more." So I didn't go to bed till after midnight, but it was worth it. I'm 3 episodes in. Pre pumped.
1: No, let's let's keep that in our memory banks, Roush, That a guy who doesn't have enough time, he had to watch full swing. So I made time. He, he made the time. That's right. He did mm-hmm. it. I've heard nothing but great things about it, Scoots. Uh, which is exciting. Uh, I did not get. I wouldn't. I wouldn't saw Anthony Jezelnik last night, so I, sure. I was unable to catch up on the TV like we were hoping to do yesterday. Uh, but that's what the weekend's for. So I will definitely be watching Full Swing this weekend. Whether or not I finish it, I guess that remains to be seen. But, Scoots, I've heard nothing but great things
0: about it. Oh, it's it's phenomenal. The first episode especially because it follows Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, which I absolutely love Jordan, Th- Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. They're like two of my favorite golfers. So getting a spotlight on them, seeing them bet while they're golfing, just a lot of fun. And then you got – Kep Brooks Kepka is the subject of episode two, which I'm not a big Brooks Kepka guy, and especially even more so now after watching the episode. I'm not a not a Brooks Kepka guy. But then the third episode was Ian Poulter. And if you don't know this, Ian Poulter's freaking hilarious. So that episode was a lot of fun last night.
1: Well, after all these spoilers, it feels like you probably don't have to watch it. I didn't however, spoil yeah. any
0: I didn't spoil not one thing. I just gave you the okay. order of episodes.
1: If you were just wondering exactly what to expect frame by frame, Scoots uh, laid it all out there for you without without warning, without prediction. No, I'm, well, uh, I'm, I'm pumped about it. Did, uh, do you see the Tiger's uh, it, back?
2: Yeah, he's back. He's all the way back. And um, Justin Thomas is back in headlines as well. Scoots, did you see that?
0: Uh, Must have missed that one.
2: Oh, so you watch golf headlines from months ago, but you don't have enough time to check up on the biggest story in golf and i don't know tj well, is this biggest story in golf in, of the calendar year probably uh no
0: well how about instead of chastising me you just tell me the information that i may have or may not have already heard
2: well tiger's back he shot one under paired two with under Justin thomas two under and uh oh okay so you did know some of the story but uh tiger outdrove. uh he outdrove jt
0: and oh yeah i saw this
2: down the fairway uh Tiger handed him a tampon. And they, grabbed it. they snapped a picture of him, and the picture's everywhere. Uh, well, a classic, like, that's, that's, um, man, that, that, that's like, like, Tiger is, he's in old man dad ter- territory now. That's like the most old man dad joke you can have on a golf course. And uh, him and Justin Thomas are boys, so I'm glad that he had that ready for just in case uh, he was going to outdrive uh, the, the young JT during his rounds.
1: Yeah, it's it's making the rounds it's funny it's good clean fun nice that uh, Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas have that relationship but so is just like hey at some point I'll outdrive him and Mr. Caddy have this in our bag ready to go for when that happens oh, yeah. or or do you, do you just keep that like in a side compartment just all the time just in case you ever want to play that joke was it specific I- just for Thursday?
2: I bet it's uh, always there, and then you just kind of it's it's a it's a punchline waiting to happen. You just gotta wait for the right moment. But the, now the only problem is though is it's been exposed, so he can't really do the joke anymore because everybody knows about it.
1: That's true. It's kind of a one and done sort of deal. Or, or what if he just did it at any time, like for the next fifteen years of Tiger, even on like the senior tour when he gets around to that? That's just that. That's like his new thing. You know everybody yeah, he's, needs he's, brand, he's a brand. Uh, tampon a, joke you know, guy. Yeah, you gotta you gotta change your brand every so often. Uh, in the final stages of his career, that's that's what he's known for. Uh, now, so that that's that's the only aspect, or like, did you know? Does he just go to like a fan in the crowd and like, hey, I've got a funny joke. I'm gonna need your help, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: which you, know, you happen to have.
0: Just because rescued. it's played out with Tiger doesn't mean that we can't still play it out ourselves.
2: Yeah. We'll yeah. Who are you out driving though, buddy?
0: Oh. Wow. Here we go again. Strap wow. in. <laughs> <I'm>
2: just, <laughs> uh, I just mean, Scoots, you did the thing too, where you let us you let us know I got you rattled when we talked about your golf game. So like you're screwed.
0: Yeah, bro. that was a big mistake. In radio in radio <laughs> land you never give away what fires you up. And I did.
1: Well you were just being nice, Scoots.
0: Yeah. I gotta stop being nice at some point.
1: Uh, That's still, but we have more time maybe in the summer. I I still would like a, a tiered breakdown of your, your categorizing of good golfers, great golfers, average golfers, bad golfers, but we can, we can worry about that another time. Oh, I'll give it to you. Oh, all right. That's what I like to, that's what I like to hear. Uh, We got a lot to get to on today's show. We got a lot of the Thornton's text line. Thornton's is great. You know about Thornton's, uh, There's a million locations all throughout Louisville. Cheap gas. Good gas, but at a cheap price. And Mm -hmm. then great, amazing food at an unbelievable price once you go inside the store. Download the Refreshing Rewards app. You'll become a member. You'll get breakfast and a drink of whatever you'd like once you you sign up. And they've got it all to get your weekend started off right. Coffee, donuts. Go nuts. It's Thornton's. And then the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Roush, we are right back in the merry-go-round is fired up, and Kentucky basketball has fans excited for a big-time home game. What could go wrong?
2: Uh yeah. What could go wrong?
1: Have we been here before?
2: <laughs> it it is exciting like, to have these these nerves back for a game is exciting. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm nervous for it. Um, uh, here here is here is a silver lining though. Uh, so this weekend uh, we have a wedding to attend in my wife's hometown. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Last time watched Kentucky play Tennessee at my in law's house. Uh, it was another pick six. Another pick six. <laughs> So, hopefully, uh, we get a lot of, uh, I guess the equivalent would be just like a bunch of fast break dunks. Like, Viscovi just throwing it directly to Kasem Wallace for just a breakaway dunk. Or Jacob Toppin. Like, that That could be a lot of fun. So, hopefully, history repeats itself. I do have a, like, I, I know what the, the move is going to be. I'm just a little, I'm a little, I, I don't know how to, so the wedding, there, there's an actually the wedding is at 130. The game is at one. And how how do I get out a of one, going a, to the wedding a,
1: ceremony? A 130 wedding? What what is this?
2: Well, this is how the weddings work in our hometown. They have mass, the wedding ceremony early in the afternoon, and then there's the break where they go take pictures, and then you everybody hangs out at like a bar or something, and then you go to the, the reception for you know dinner at like five. 30, 5 o'clock
1: every time you talk about her hometown i is this hometown located in the 1860s
2: it's um it's traditional catholic like they uh you can see like spires of churches there's you can see four spires of churches just within like five miles of each other very catholic old school so yeah they do things they do things old school way it's fun when you're in the midst of it because it's like all right you go to church, uh, you got to sit through the full service, but then you go straight to the bars, full-day event, a lot of
1: fun. Yeah, unless you're going to have to miss the UK-Tennessee game.
2: Well, see, here's where I think my line of, of thought is, you know, because uh, I think it's just her dad watching the boys. I, I think I'm going to help your dad watch the boys during the ceremony, and then, you know. yeah. Yeah, and then and then I we can meet up afterwards and and then it'll be a great time.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's that's the play there. Yeah. Although, yeah. have you have you practiced it yet? Is that your first run?
2: The, yeah, yeah, it was a bad first run. Um uh, but that I do need to rehearse it. Kind of look in the mirror today. So, honey, um, um about this
1: wedding tomorrow. I'm staying back to help with the kids. I, I, Babe, I want I want to have fun, but I'll stay home with the kids. No, no, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Your father right. needs help. I'm staying with the kids. Yeah, you got to get a little maybe a little yeah, bit more yeah. like I'm I'm helping. You know, I'm being I, I'll sacrifice this lovely ceremony of love.
2: Yes. Yes. To
1: stay back with the, you know, really hit home the kids aspect.
2: Right, it. right, right. The kids could really really use some help.
1: <laughs> there you go, and then bada boom, bada bing, you'll get to watch uh, a, a John Calipari, Rick Barnes coaching masterpiece, I'm sure, and CBS too, which like, woohoo! Ooh,
2: nice. We did this it. The, mu- the music, man, uh, mid February. Dun- 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 oh, this it. is
1: when the music definitely starts hitting you dif- differently. Yeah, yeah, like it progressively gets a little bit more amped up the closer right. you get to March. And this is you—you you,
2: you get the first taste in November or whatever, early December, whenever Kentucky plays in the CBS Sports Classic, and you're like, okay, like, all right, this is. And then, but man, now is when it's really slapping, right,
0: Scoots. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, oh sorry.
1: Scoots. Scoot.
0: I had to turn yo, up my mic yo, and March unmute myself. Music. Oh, yeah. I, I love like the it. March Madness music.
1: Can you give us a little sample?
0: <laughs> <attracted song> yeah.
1: The Scoots yeah. version is played back
2: Kazoo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine <laughs> if they
2: replaced it with Kazoos.
1: But <gasps> they've replaced one shotting moment that one time.
2: Oh, yeah. What was that about? People forget.
1: People, people people, do forget. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to talk UK-Tennessee. We'll remind you about some of the things that went right for UK in the first game. They won. Spoiler alert. When uh, things they need to, to be on the lookout for tomorrow probably will be a tougher game. They didn't have Severe Wheeler the first time they played Tennessee, but they did have C.J. Frederick. Pretty sure about that. Yeah, he hit the threes. He did the tongue out thing. It uh, yeah, was probably yeah. his, his his best game he had had uh, for, for UK in a, in a good while. But uh, probably unlikely that you'll see either of those two guys go tomorrow, which will make UK once again shorthanded. We'll make it another tough game. But we, we've got uh, we've got all two hours to talk about it. We definitely want to read and try to catch up on the Thornton's text line as much as we can. I have renewed my UK season football tickets, Roush, which is Ooh. funny because the, the – the, people that i sit with uh, like within three minutes of me renewing i got a text message from him and he was like i i renewed are you running it back for for this season (laughs) it's like that's funny you say that and i sent the screenshot of my confirmation that that i've renewed Uh, it's a it's a really unique and fun home schedule this year Um, yeah I think some people, you know, you could be, oh, what do you, September, it's all cupcakes before that Florida game. So, so what? That's, that's great. You get one that hopefully is going to be, and you know, it's, it's all subjective, but this is a correct opinion in, in this case. So actually objective, but like one of those three warm up tune-up games, you probably are going to get like a noon game, which could be hot, but uh, could take the kids to it. So that will be fun. That will be a good – that you know, everybody likes a game where you can kind of take the kids to. Uh, you may get one at night, which will be good. Hey, it's even if it is a crappy opponent, get the Krog at night, good weather day, keep time to tailgate. That'll be fun. And then you'll get a third one whatever time that is, whatever. Then you get Florida the last weekend of September, probably one of the better weather weekends more times than not in just the – in Kentucky that you're going to get. Late September, early October, that's just the – chef's kiss best weather you, you can possibly find
2: definitely a night kickoff too almost guaranteed
1: oh yeah you you one one would think and that makes mm-hmm. it that makes it even better and then I don't know if people care some people hate this some people don't it's different for different people but you only have one game after November starts. Uh, you and so like you're not going to get those cold, miserable weather games at at the Kroger, which I know some people really care about. Some don't. Uh, I think that's a good thing. If you want Kroger Field to be packed, uh, I think that's a good thing. You have three home games from October 14th on to the rest of the season. Um, I'm I'm really I'm really excited. I, I wish that Mitch Barnhart would sell alcohol to every fan and not just the rich ones that donate more money, but it's going to be a really good home and atmosphere and environment regardless uh, if he ever decides to get off his archaic alcohol policy. Uh, But you get Missouri at home. That's going to be a big game in middle of of, uh, October. You get Tennessee Halloween weekend. Of Mm -hmm. course, that's just going to be a huge game. And then calendar turns to November. You've only got one home game left. It's Alabama, the best program in college football over the, the last decade and a half. So uh, it's it's big time for for UK this year, and it's going to be possibly the most fun offense. Fingers crossed that it's the most fun offense that UK's had in a good long while, most likely, ideally. I think that's what's on the, the table. Those expectations do exist for Kentucky football. So I, I can't uh, I can't wait for Catterday's Days, Roush. It's a really long way away, and that's a bummer. But when it does roll around, it's it's going to set up for a really, really fun football year.
2: Yeah. And, you know, the the start isn't as exciting, I think, as some would like for it to be. But um, it's kind of fun. Like, just the first game is exciting no matter who you're playing. Uh, and then, you know, it's also fun to go into a game stress-free. So you can kind of just enjoy the tailgating aspect of it. And... There's going to be a lot of unknowns with this team, um, a lot of new pieces that we think are going to be really good. But we we need to see them, right? Um, and I, I think we definitely discussed this once the schedule went came out about how, hey, uh, having a month, uh, ba- basically your first month of the season to get uh, the De- Devin Leary's legs underneath him, get used to this offense, get back to – what Kentucky was doing a couple of years ago with Liam Cohen. That's a good thing. So like, we're not going to get a spring game. I'm not saying that these games are going to be like spring games, but you kind of hope they are, you know, where you can just run away, have a good time. Um, you know, and if you've got plans or something, you can give those tickets away. Uh, you don't, you don't have to be there for all of it. Or, you know, maybe if you got something else going on, you still just get, get a first half in of a lot of fun and then go, go on your merry way with your day. Uh, but nevertheless, it, uh, it is a pretty pretty solid home schedule when you got Tennessee, Alabama, and uh, Florida at home. <laughs> like, to,
1: yeah, they better than that. I would normally like one of the cupcakes, and we, we'll we'll have all summer to talk about the schedule. I'd normally like one of the cupcakes later on. Break up SEC play in a perfect world. Uh, that didn't happen for this upcoming season. Uh, but I will say this: like, you're those games are. Not going to be the biggest draws on the season, understandably so. I think that's common sense for most folks. However, if you're going to have those cupcake games, probably better from an attendance standpoint to have them early in the season where Kentucky should, I mean, absolutely be one and oh. Woo! All right. You're still excited about the year. As you said, kind of stress-free watching. You're two and oh. Why woo? You're keeping up with what's going on nationally in college football because you're still actively involved you're undefeated 3-0 and after the akron game and then if you go on to the road at vanderbilt win that then then you're 4-0 and you're at the end of the first month of the college football season you're undefeated nobody's going to pretend that you've beaten anybody good but those are you're going to get more butts in the seats for if you're winning and you still have big picture ideas then if that eastern kentucky game was in november and kentucky you know was six and four At that point, then people are probably going to say, hey, this is a cold weather game. UK's played. We've been to the we've been to Kroger Field. We've had fun. We're going to sit this one out. Uh, So it does probably save you from just an absolutely terribly attended game somewhere along the way. When you have them all three at the beginning, more people are going to be more excited to go. The weather is going to be better. So if you're going to do it, I I would like one just to give you a little break. Attendance be damned. But you don't have to worry about it now. Those are all three are probably going to be pretty solidly attended. Roush, maybe not shoulder-to-shoulder, shoulder, packed every seat from corner-to-corner, corner, Kroger Field, uh, but it, they'll, they'll be good crowds for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because um, there's just a lot of buzz early on, a lot of buzz. And it, it was kind of evident, too, this year. Um, the lowest-attended game of the season was that Vanderbilt game. And the second-lowest-attended was the Woeful game. Um, when it gets colder, less people start showing up, um, especially against bad teams. Whereas, like, those teams uh, – Early on, I mean, it, it, they, were, they were bad opponents, but they were still better attended than Louisville and Um, uh, because the weather was nice. And uh, even if you weren't there the whole time, it was just, it was just fun going to the game. Uh, did you know Kentucky had the second-highest season attendance for its home games in Stoops' history
1: last year? I, I did not know that.
2: Yeah, I think only the 2016 or 17 season. It was, it was one of the... The years where they had just, uh, I think it was the year after they redid the stadium, maybe. Because um, there was a lot of buzz, uh, expecting a breakthrough. And I don't even know if it happened or not. But you had a lot of home games early on in the season. And 15 was the year with the Auburn game on Thursday night, I believe,
1: too. Uh, Sounds right to me.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so sec- pe- people showed up. They showed out.
1: Yeah, it'll be. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to. To to the schedule this season, obviously bought season tickets. uh But if you that's something you want to do, I think the renewal process is right now. They say you save money or do you save stuff. Blah blah blah. They give you some
2: sort of incentive. They to,
1: they give you some extra like K fund points, which are totally and completely meaningless. It's are um, shrewd bucks. They they are they are they're Stanley Nichols is mm-hmm. really what they are, but. Uh, but, I'm, but I'm in. I'm excited. I wish Mitch Barnhart would allow us to make the choice if we wanted to have an alcoholic beverage. But I've beaten you on the show. You just to,
2: choose to pay thousands of more dollars.
1: That's true. That's true. But ideally, you know, I'd like to now. You I, like, I, I'm. I don't want to always have to be stuffing my socks, you know? <laughs> sure. I don't want to hide it anymore.
2: Yeah. It's, I want to let my hair what, down. And be, what are you, 20? Right, right. I,
1: exactly. Exactly. Uh text on into the Thornton's Tex Line 502-414-1450. We will get to basketball. We will get to the Thornton's Tex line. Uh Roush UK approved Memorial Coliseum renovation plans. Did you see this yesterday? Did you hear about this?
2: I did. Yeah. Yeah. It um I'm I'm worried about what's going to happen in between now and then just because I mean they're going to have to kick all of those teams out for a year. And I don't know the logistics of that just sound like a nightmare. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure it out, but it sounds like a nightmare. But the, the mock-ups look good. Look good. I know I know a lot of this stuff is boring, like just adding air conditioning. That's an expensive, boring cost is uh, adding. It. <laughs> yeah, it's just like adding modern um, heating and cooling systems to your uh, 100-year-old gym almost. I think it was built in the 40s, so 80, 80-year-old gym. Um, but... The the little the the one area that did look really nice was the, uh, the they had I don't I don't no no uh, it, it reminded me of the Kroger Field kind of uh, area the 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 Keeneland area they call it something else now the Loge level like they they had something like that where you can kind of walk out sit down and, and enjoy the game just from the upper deck uh, the party deck if you will um, I don't think there'll be any partying because well, you know Mitch yeah. But if you, I, I could see that being a lot of uh, a lot, a, a real, it's going to be really nice for those, the women's basketball team and the volleyball games. It's, it's going to be a nice setup. Um, getting the chair backs too, that's just, it's going to be more comfortable. Um, so I, I know those, those teams, they, they've, they deserve it. Um, and it, it, it's good that it's going to get done. It's just going to take us, you know, getting there, getting there might be a little difficult.
1: When I was a U.K. student, I always liked being at Memorial Coliseum. I don't know if it was just knowing, like, the history of that place and how many U.K. basketball games they would played there and and, and and stuff like that. Or, or I don't know if I, I – just think it's a cool, cool building, cool gym. Uh, you know, obviously it was built for the veterans uh, that died of military service, Kentucky veterans. Uh, so, you know, maybe that – I, I like that aspect of it. Maybe it was a combination of all of it. Uh, But I like that they're keeping, for the most part, the identity of the building in these renovations as much as obviously you can. Uh, You're you're not going to have those wooden, uncomfortable bleachers that Mm -hmm. give your butt splinters forever. You got to get rid of those, but it's still going to, I think, have the Memorial Coliseum feel, at least based on the pictures. Maybe we don't know this until you're back in the building,
2: right? Right.
1: Um, Which I haven't been in Memorial in a in a really long time, but I I like it. Uh, This is cool. My biggest question, Roush, and I, I hope that, you know, in tw- in twenty years you may we may very well have have this question. They're gonna spend eighty two million dollars on all this, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Uh I did not see the dollar
1: figure. I think oh. that the press release that's what it said. That sounds right. I, I just wonder if at some point they're gonna come back and say, Hey, I I, I wish well, they're not they're never gonna come back and say this, but I just wonder if we'll come back at some point and be like, they, "They, we should have just built a new on-campus arena for everything: men's basketball, volleyball, women's basketball, gymnastics." Attendance is going south. Not that's not a UK basketball thing. That's an everything thing. Uh, you know, twenty thousand seats. Twenty thousand seats. It doesn't doesn't need to be that big anymore. And if you're spending $82 million on Memorial Coliseum renovations, obviously I think Kentucky has chipped in or played a part in the Rupp Arena renovations, although I, I know Rupp's a separate entity with some of that stuff. Uh, I, you just wonder if you're going to look back and say, hey, you're spending so much money. What if you just would have spent $300 million and built a new on-campus arena and it would have solved all these issues?
2: Yeah, I I kind of like the idea of a more intimate environment, though, for for the women's basketball and volleyball teams, though. I, I, I think it helps them out to be in a smaller venue, whereas – because Memorial holds, like, what, 10 now since they took out the end zones?
1: Yeah, something around there, maybe yeah. nine.
2: Yeah, um, and I think the if you would shrink the size of the men's – capacity, I think at the worst they would make it, what, 16? Like, I don't think they would go that much lower. Um, so, I I don't know. I, I just I just like having the kind of rowdy atmospheres for the smaller ones. Like, when we go to, uh, when I go with my wife to the Louisville volleyball games at the, one of the LNNs, they got seven LNN arenas and stadiums now on campus, but th- their old Cardinal Arena, like, you know, if it's a couple thousand people, but like that place is Place is getting loud, you know, when it, when it comes game time. And I mean, she like played in the Yum Center for some of her games, and it's just it's just weird when you have that big cavernous arena and there's not enough people. So I kind of like having the um, I, I like having the intimate atmosphere for for those games because it just uh, and even as um, I think Matthew Mitchell used to talk about it, like when he would ask why don't y'all play more at Rupp? and it's like because we like we have home court advantage at Memorial Coliseum. Like that place really really gets rocking. I don't know if you. You did uh, in house, uh, if you, if you did something in house, if it would, if you would get that feel for every team, right? It, maybe it would help the men's basketball team environment, but I don't know if it would help everybody's. I I, th-
1: I think it I think it would, and they're not doing it. And this is this is a better topic for summer radio, anyways. True. But. Like, you know, you, now you're still having to deal with Rupp Arena stuff, Rupp Arena, although the renovations are nice. It's still just a really old building mm-hmm. uh, and you're spending now eighty two million dollars to renovate Memorial Coliseum, which I like. And that's that's fine. Um, but I just, you know, you'd have it on campus. You could build it where you want. The students would be close. You, you could redesign the student section while still keeping all the blue hair it'd be an easy way to kind of restructure things while hopefully keeping people happy and then you've women's basketball they play at the YUM. they have great atmospheres it turns into where like the lower bowl is the is the, the arena and but it's fine. you know they're, they're curtain off or black off the upper levels you don't really see it and then you know you've had great atmos- volleyball atmospheres at the YUM center before not always but before or, or it, it's better now than it used to be so I, I i still think you can make it work but they're not going in that direction this pretty much solidifies that uh we probably all things considered wouldn't see an on-campus arena in our lifetime roush uh with this decision but it is what it is you're spending that much money i uh, just think why don't you spend a little bit more of it and then bada boom bada bing you'll have total control over all this stuff but memorial needed an upgrade so, it's football yeah. now. Now, the Memorial teams, they're going to get their upgrades. Things are things are getting done. It took some time, but things are, are starting to get done. Construction crews
2: are – bring your hard hats to uh, Lexington campus.
1: Love it. Everybody, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, we're going to switch gears over to basketball. Talk a little Kentucky, Tennessee. Gotta talk some UK recruiting. There was some big news last night that you're not gonna want to miss. This is KRC and the Big X, TJ Walker, Nick Mm Rouse, Justin Caleb. We'll be with that.
2: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. We're gonna win. We're gonna win! (laughs) Well, Mr. Burns had done it. The power plant had won it. With Roger Clemens clucking all the while. Mike Sosha's tragic illness made us smile. We Welcome
1: back, there, Kentucky I'm Roll call, all call here on Big X Sports Radio. CJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen on your Friday. Scooch, there was a little snow on the ground this morning. How'd you feel about that?
0: Uh, yeah, there wasn't snow on the ground up my way, but when I walked outside this morning to start my car, I heard like little, its like stuff hitting the ground, but it didn't sound, it was kind of like sleet, but not really. And then I couldn't see anything in the air, and I get in my car and turn on my lights, and I'm like, holy crap, it's snowing. I didn't feel great about it. It was, what, 75 degrees two days ago? What the hell?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it, that's Kentucky weather for you. But, yeah, I was surprised when I let the dog out this morning. A little little snow on the ground. Wait. It's going to be chilly today, but then it's going to get kind of more mild, which is nice. Wait, who
0: let the dogs out? oof. oof, oof. <laughs> And and high, I
2: was thinking the exact same thing.
1: Thanks for doing that, though. I uh, have thirty-six. excuse what do you have planned for this weekend? The people want to know.
0: <sighs> I have a game tonight, so that'll take a good chunk of my night away. And then tomorrow, uh-huh. I've got nothing uh-huh. on the docket for tomorrow. Whoa! But clean slate. Well, so work wants me to come in, and I'm just—I—I I don't. I mean, I have. I'm just gonna have to tell them like it's not happening. I'm not going in. I'm just not. not No time Like I, I have to enjoy my Saturday Saturday's the only day I get to do nothing most days Or most weeks So I, I, that's the last thing I want to do Is go into work
1: Yeah but think about the money
0: It doesn't matter I'll be there for like 4 hours They can keep their $70 or whatever it is
1: 70 divided by 4 Carry the
0: 1 Tough math
1: 3 Oh wow okay uh, really breaking it down for us there, Scoots. I I understand. I understand. You should take off, buddy. You work too hard as is.
0: Yeah, I, I do. I really do need the Saturday off, and I don't have it planned yet. But I really, really, really need to see my nephews and my niece this weekend. That's what needs to happen, and my sister as well. I'm, I just miss all them. Haven't seen them in a few weeks. My niece is not getting any smaller, so already a year old. I I've got to see them this weekend. That that has to be option number 1 tomorrow.
1: Why uh why don't you make it happen then, Captain?
0: I'm going to make it happen. That's what I'm that's what I'm yeah. telling you. I'm going to make it happen.
1: Why don't, why don't they watch the UK game with Uncle J- JK?
0: Mm, Uncle Scoots. Cuz then I won't be able to pay attention and then and then I'll come in here on Monday and I won't know what happened.
1: Yeah, but that's nothing new. <laughs> oh. Ouch, Scoots! I forgot to
2: ask you how did the Pekanites do last night?
0: Uh, so one did not play, the other one it was his senior night. He was he's a sixth year senior, so he got the starting nod. Normally doesn't get the normally doesn't get the start, but he comes in first play of the game and shoots about a sixteen footer behind the free throw line and splashes it. It was amazing. He's a he's a big guy. Most of his work comes around the rim. But, yeah, splashed home a long two, so that was cool to see. And then on the next play, he got an offensive rebound, went up towards the rim, didn't make it, but got a couple free throws. So this guy's averaging like two points a game, and he had four in the first, I don't know, minute of the game last night. So that was cool to see.
2: Nice. Nice. I just can't imagine being a six-year senior at a small college like that. (laughs) Like, it was hard enough to do just at at a big school. But, like, at a small school, I just – be over it. Be d- ready to move on with my life.
0: I did hear in his uh, senior night bio that he will be getting his NBA. So that's cool. Congrats okay. to him. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: okay. Wow. After six well, years, he's going to the NBA. Hard work <laughs> pays off. That's not quite. All about. Scooch. was there any major brawls last night in, in the games that you were calling?
0: Uh, No. And if I would have happened to see something like that, I don't even know how I would attack it, so I'm glad I was not covering DJ Wagner last night.
2: Uh, yeah. I would be not the person to have behind a mic because I would be encouraging it. I'm just, you know me. I'm pro fight, I'm old school. <laughs> just picture Ralph. Just picture Ralph. Yeah,
0: get him, get him. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, Mister Old School Fight, what'd you what'd you make of the DJ Wagner fight? UK commit S- DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw, who was not. Uh, Not involved in the scuffle or at least leading the charge in the scuffle. Uh, they're teams, both UK commits, they got into a fight and DJ Wagner was in the middle of it. Roush, what'd you make of it? I, um,
2: my expectations for DJ Wagner, I've tried to temper them, uh, because I mean, like the athletics said he's going to be one of the 20 college basketball athletes to define the sport over the next 20 years feels like asking a lot. And I I just, I've always, in the back of my mind, I, I haven't wanted to make him this, this savior, this messiah for Kentucky basketball. But, man, have we been missing some dudes with some dog in them? Like, come on. That, I love seeing that. I love it so much. Having a dude that's willing to go out and fight for you. Now, is he actually throwing punches? I don't think so. But between this, the thing over the summer, like, I, I know that there's there's certainly some folks out there who say, you got to keep your composure. I, you know what? You can keep your composure at the next level, man. You can learn how to do it. He's a teenager. Emotions are going to run high. Uh, I just love that he plays with that kind of passion, that kind of intensity. And he wasn't even the dude that got hit either, right? Like it was some other kid on a screen just took like a forearm to the face and he went to go get his teammates back. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see for my guy who's going to come in here and be a lead guard. They're like a leader, and I. Some might say that some might disagree with me, but I'm I, I love that. I love it so much that physicality, that attitude. That's what this program's been missing is some dudes that don't take no nothing from nobody.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think you summed up my take pretty well. Uh, there's a fine line between like being a dingus and getting yourself ejected from a game, multiple games, important games, and then there is just being tough and knowing that you will not be messed with, your teammates won't be messed with, or you're going to you're, you're gonna have some problems. Like, this is good to see. I don't know. You know, it's getting pretty close to March. So I don't know if this was an important game for him. They're rivals,
2: I believe he said.
1: You'll, you'll need to be smarter but, when you get to college where, like, Hey, you can be an intense player, you can talk a lot of trash, you can get in people's face, but you can't really cross that line and hurt your team by getting kicked out of games. So, as long as that gets honed in, which I'm sure it probably will be over the course of uh, the next 12 months plus or minus depending on the start of the season during the end of DJ Wagner's freshman season, which is ultimately going to be what's the most important part of his season, what he does in March. As long as he can kind of reel it in, use that energy for good. He'll be fine. You, you you like that kind of toughness from yeah, from yeah. players. Uh, if if they're on your team, especially if they're not on your team, then you say they're dirty players, and there's no place for that stuff in the game. I mean, but it's like Marcus
2: Cousins thing, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: you love it. you yeah, love it. Yeah. So, so I, you, go around you, fighting everybody, buddy. Don't right. You,
2: you and you didn't make the good point that there is like a fine line, um, but between you know. <laughs> Just walk right up to it. Maybe just don't jump completely over it. You don't want to be um, – was it Venardo City who, like, fought his team uh, before the SEC tournament or something like that? Like,
1: that's Re- – Re- Renardo Cindy.
2: Jarvis Venardo, Renardo Sydney. Gosh, I, I mean, it's been 10 years I still get that mixed up.
1: Well, it's probably t- – now it's more likely it's been 10 years, years it's she... easy to mix it up.
2: Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Um,
1: the way she goes.
2: But that was – I mean, like, I don't – Getting in fights while playing basketball which is a pretty – and, and like, not like real, real fights, like maybe like one punch is thrown and then everybody's like broken up or whatever. But I don't know. You play a lot of basketball, stuff like that happens. Should be some intensity with it. So uh, I'm not going to be one of those holier than thou in this situation. I know some will, but like, come on. Come on. Do we, do we want bracketology updates? Sure. Sure.
1: It didn't sound like a yes.
2: I was gonna say I, no.
1: I I I'm just
2: like it does. It, it doesn't really change every single day. Like, kind of does. I mean, it kind of does. But I I don't know. I I just have the Michael Scott snip, snap, snip, snap.
1: I mean, there to some degree, it's it kind of is a snip, snap, snip, snap. Like where teams are pretty close. Is it? As drastic as one game is changing things like that, I don't probably, probably not every game, but to some extent, you know, you add a quad one to a team's resume, it improves this number, improves that number, bada boom, bada bing, everything looks a little bit better for them. Uh, Kentucky, for most people, still one of the last four teams in, not the last team in, not the second to last team in for most people. But one of the last four in, Lenardi and our boy Shelby Mass, they've they've got Kentucky in the last four-in spot. Uh, Bracket, Bracketville, Bracketology Bracketville, which is another one that I follow from time to time, uh, they've got Kentucky as a 10 seed. I hate the matchup. It's a 10 seed playing Providence as the seven with Texas, the two waiting in the wings, which, like, you know, it, it, can you get all that picky if you're going to be a 10 seed? Not really. But just kind of goes to show, Roush, that a win over Tennessee this weekend, you could theoretically be back in that like eight, nine conversation, which again, not the spot that any of us wanted to be in, not the spot that Kentucky basketball should be in. But it does just go to show that they're myself more than probably anybody. Like we, that 0 2 week was not good, but we probably did overreact a little bit you can just do yourself so much freaking good with a win over Tennessee tomorrow. Even give yourself potentially a little breathing room in the selection committee conversation. So much on the line tomorrow at one o'clock uh, for, for UK at Rupp Arena.
2: Yeah. And especially entering the final two weeks of the season, I'm not going to say that it's going to feel gravy, but you feel like you can exhale to where every game you don't go in saying, we gotta win this one or we're out. We gotta win this one or we're out. Uh even though Tennessee is kind of skidding, they did just get it win over number one. It'll be a quad one win over your rival with the national championship reunion, right? Tubby Smith's coming back in town. Members of the 98, 96, and 97 team will be there. So it um bring bring the goods. Bring the goods. Bring the goods and make uh, like i am I'm I'm we're t- more than 24 hours out and I'm already a little little nervous for it because I just I have no idea what to expect from this team. I felt like we'd get a good showing on Wednesday, but how do they how do they follow that up and can they follow that up against a physical Tennessee team if you don't have if you aren't at full strength with your guards? Uh, I just – I don't know.
1: It's definitely a tough matchup. It's a big one for Kentucky. And I I hate this, and I hate that this is, I, I think, a little bit of where U.K. basketball is at for this season. I I, th- I think so much of this game, Roush, comes to, to Tennessee hit shots. Uh, yeah. Like so they were much broke as it,
2: hell against Kentucky the first time. Like, they, they it, missed was good, two, it was good defense, layups. but they missed a lot of shots.
1: They, they missed a ton of layups. Uh, teams have been shooting just money from the free throw line against UK. Tennessee was not amazing, or uh, I, you know, I still think that they were solid, but I don't remember their exact numbers. But I don't, but it, it was a little probably below like the eighty-one percent average that most teams have been shooting against UK this season. But they missed a thousand layups. That's one thing I am one hundred percent confident of. But it, it feels like with UK, they. Can have these scoring bursts, which are nice. We know that you've got a few people that you can trust to be able to get some baskets. Obviously, Oscar's starting to play a little bit better, but it'll be a tough matchup for him against Tennessee with how physical they're going to be. Uh, but Kentucky's going to struggle at times. It's Tennessee's defense. That's every, you know, most teams in the country have struggled against their defense. And then they'll probably go on some stretches where they get things moving and get things scored because they've done that pretty much against every team this season, with maybe one or two exceptions. I just think it'll come down to the Tennessee's going to get some open looks. UK gives up uh, open shots defensively. It, it, they One of their best efforts was probably against this Tennessee team down in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. But it, it'll so much of this will just come down to if Tennessee's hitting if for outside game. consistently, yeah. then UK's yeah. probably going to be in some trouble. If mm-hmm. they're missing, then I bet it's probably going to be a pretty favorable game for UK. That I, You wish Kentucky, Kentucky does control their own destiny. But I do think a lot of this will just come down to, if Tennessee's on, maybe a tough one for Kentucky to win. If they are cold from outside and they're long jumpers, uh, and even, hell, around the rim, they missed so many layups, as I mentioned the first time, then then Kentucky should have an advantage here. That's that's really my expertise on the game. That's what you pay Rich, the big bucks for.
2: But, yeah, uh, last game, they Kentucky was just like, we're not going to let you even though like Ziggler missed a couple layups in transition, a lot of their, I mean Kentucky was just forcing them to shoot a lot of threes, and Viscovy wasn't making them. So big ol' suck it to that guy, who, who, he, what is it about some of these hateable Tennessee players where it just feels like they never graduate? uh,
1: uh don't know, but they, I mean that he dude, doing it, I mean he's just like he's an actor. He's like a theater actor more – as much as he is a basketball player because he's an okay little basketball player. But he just like – he had to be taught a lot of this stuff, just how to work,
2: mm-hmm.
1: work falling down, work being injured. He, he took a spill against Alabama that you thought like, oh, my gosh, he may, have, he may be dead. There may be a dead person on the court. And then, sure enough, he was back like the next possession. Uh, and I remember him going to the ground a couple times against Kentucky Uh, He's just—he's an actor. Hopefully officials don't really fall for it. Uh, And you mentioned Ziegler. He he was a person against Alabama where if he doesn't have the scoring output he has, they don't beat the number one team in the country. If you remember against Kentucky, he was horrible, uh, just missing pretty much everything, missed a lot of layups. He was 3 of 12 shooting, didn't hit an outside shot. So that's one thing to keep an eye on during the game. If Ziegler is scoring, then probably makes the win tougher for UK. If he's going out there and he's being cold, he's a little offensive out. He's a little microwave offensive player for Tennessee. When they need points, they just kind of tell him, go get your buckets because he's quick. He can go get himself some open shots, and then some nights they're falling, some nights they're not. That will be one indicator of how the game's going for Kentucky. Is Ziegler scoring? If he is, going to be tougher to overcome for the Cats. If he's not, that's uh, that's good news for UK because if he's not going, then their offense, already pretty limited, really, really gets uh, more tightened up and they're going to have to ask some guys to do things that they're not comfortable doing. So keep an eye on Ziegler. It's really where you wish you had Wheeler because, you know, just smaller guard, smaller guard. Ziegler can get past Wheeler, but still kind of Wheeler Wheeler good at kind of picking Poking and he knows exactly what the Eagler is going to try to do. Those two have gone against each other plenty of times. So, uh, then if you remember from game one, Roush, they went into Plavisic, 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 Plavisic. Who, who was able to just get too good of positioning. That was part of the issue for Oscar Chibway defensively. He was able to get too good of positioning and then to him just being that tall goober that he is just could turn around and score with ease. So it's a those are, those are two offensive keys for me.
2: I would um, – I, I think the key to the game, too, is – I mean, this sounds so lame. How are the refs going to call the game? Uh, <laughs> it sounds so lame to say, but, like, are they going to let Tennessee just do whatever the hell they want, or are they going to keep it tight? That I think a lot of it's going to come down to that because – I mean, we saw Kentucky execute from the free throw line down the stretch on Saturday. They, the refs prevented either team from getting too sly If they they let these teams play, it's going to be hard for Kentucky to win because Tennessee,
1: they're, they're all about bully ball. So let's, let's get a nice little home whistle. Wouldn't that be cool? And that's the thing, though. Kentucky's shorthanded, so if they do call it really tight, that could be beneficial for Kentucky just because Tennessee fouls every possession. Hopefully they call it. However, if they're going to be ticky-tack on both sides, Kentucky doesn't have the bench that you hopefully normally have, or that we would think that you would have. Maybe Wheeler and Frederick surprised me, and they play tomorrow. I don't anticipate it. I don't expect it. Maybe to get one of them, it could be big. But that's the interesting part, Roush. The refs will have a huge role on the game tomorrow. Ticky-tack could normally be good for UK, but with the short bench, I don't know. But then again, Tennessee fouls every time, so you don't want them to get comfortable. Getting in a routine where their BS isn't called. So uh, we'll see. We need to end hour one. We'll talk more about it in hour two. Just all text in hour two as well on the Thornton's text line. Do not go anywhere and Man. miss the last Man. hour of KRC this week.
2: Some huge recruiting news, too, we got to discuss.
1: Whew. Oh, yeah. We'll get to it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X. And I think it's going to be a
0: long, long time. Touchdown brings me around and get to fine. I
1: am at home, oh no, 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 I'm a rocket man, rocket man, burning
0: out his fuse, I'm here at home. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family!
2: Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is.
2: With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome
1: back, welcome back. Hour number two, final hour of the week. This is Kentucky Roll Call a Big X
0: Sports roll Radio. Roll
1: I'm TJ Walker. That was Nick Roush, our producer. World class producer, best producer in the radio biz, Justin,
0: Kalen. Oh, thanks.
1: Maybe not the whole radio biz.
0: I'm up there. Like, though. I'm in the discussion.
1: But I, I would take you. I'd take you regionally, buddy.
0: Due to my I, astute timeliness, always being here.
1: No, but you said something really weird or funny on Spears yesterday that I wanted to inquire more about, and I don't remember what it was.
0: Dang it. I say a lot of weird and funny things on Spears. That's it's no. it's so weird because I'm just in a I'm in such a different mindset when I produce his show versus this show. I can't explain it any further than that.
1: Like from like a like from a drug standpoint. No, like from a, a
0: mean, yeah like that like that. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm just. I just have a different mindset when it comes to producing his show. Cause I just, maybe because I always know, or I have a feeling at least we what direction we're going to go with this show. When it comes to Spears, I truly have no idea what he's going to cover or talk about.
1: Well, yesterday he starts the show talking about how excited he is that catchers and pitchers are reporting soon.
2: Yeah. That, that's you know, Spears right there. Yeah. I was like,
1: I was like, Spears, you had all the local teams play last night. <laughs> Kentucky got a huge win. U of L had a wild finish and some controversy. And then Indiana lost, but you know, there's a lot of takeaways from that game as well. And you start with, with baseball is almost near. Well, and it wasn't just like a little comment. You know, he talked baseball there for a little while. He talked rule changes in baseball you, to you, start his show yesterday. He, he's he's fascinating.
0: You all have to remember that Unlike us, we're all either basketball or football centric. Like that's what we focus on. That's our sport. That's what we do. John Spears baseball is his game. He is his love of his life is baseball.
2: That just shows you that he's uh tells you his age. Yep. <laughs> right.
1: If the if the Batcats were any good, we would definitely talk baseball on, on this show. We would spend there'd be some days we'd spend probably as much time talking basketball games as we would baseball games, but uh, they, they stay. You, you
2: would be doing more of the talking.
1: <laughs> I like, I, I like college baseball. I like UK baseball. Uh, it's part of the reason I've been so frustrated lately. They've just been, it's, it hasn't been fun. Like it hasn't been competitive. You haven't really thought you've had a decent team for several years now. So yeah, no. So we don't like, what are we going to do? Spend time, uh, UK is going to lose the series this weekend. Uh, okay, good radio segment. We'll see you next week. For what it's worth, I think they'll win the series this weekend. Elon yeah, Musk Elon. Is going down.
2: Yeah, suck it, Elon Musk. Yeah. By the
0: way, ruined Twitter. do you all remember a few weeks ago a listener sent Trevor a case of energy drinks for me and him to split? No. Does that ring a bell at all? So I doubt the guy's listening, but I wanted to update. I got a few from Trevor. Drinking one this morning. Delicious. Might replace Red Bull. I don't know.
2: What's it called?
0: Uh, it's called a Rip It. Tastes like oh. orange juice. It's like carbonated orange juice. It's d- very delicious.
2: Is it? Do you know what's in it? Is it good for you?
0: Uh, probably horse yeah. pee and taurine and a bunch of stuff that's not good for me. A little citric acid. Some high mm. fructose corn syrup. You know, just the, well, the normal stuff.
2: Acid. Yeah. I just I worry about the like a, uh, rip it is just like 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 the, isn't there an energy drink called Balls or something like I just when you get bang. When you get down a certain name, uh, line I just like yeah you I, I don't know if I want to put that in me
0: you're thinking of Bang Roush and do not put that stuff in you it'll give you an instant heart attack. That yeah, can't I, be. That can't be. Bang true. is crazy. I drank one of them one time and I literally thought my heart was going to explode out of my chest.
2: It was like when we were in college and we had the original 4 Voca full strength, and uh, I had a heart hangover the next day. I mean, it was just. I could see it. Uh, what, what? What is wrong with you all? Why are you all doing this stuff to yourself? <laughs> it was college. I
1: mean, I'll, I'll never drink that stuff again. I learned my lesson. Scoots, I really wish I knew what you'd said, though. And Spears didn't even, like, entertain it. He just was like, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. And then you were like, no, it's true. And he was like, oh, and he just, I was like, Spears, that's great radio. Like, dig into this. And now I can't even remember it. I'm no better than... Old Man
0: Spears. I hate when that happens. I have little funny one-liners all the time that nobody just picks up on. Like yesterday on our show, when Ralph said he went on that serious radio show, and I told him life's too short to be serious. Didn't even get a chuckle. It was nothing but crickets. I was like, seriously, that was great.
1: No, no, it was no. We got like we got that one. It just wasn't good.
2: I
0: know. I just.
2: Oh, I I thought it was good. I thought it was great. I I mean, I thought it was great too. if 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 we lingered on it though, it would it would lose its effect.
0: True.
1: And that's the thing, on. is you make it, you make it, and sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're not. I, I liked how clever, you know, you were clever, your, your timing was good, that was fine with that. But this was something like lifestyle. This wasn't like a little one-line joke. You, hmm. you said something about yourself that I was like, hmm. no way. I mean, there's just no way that you do that or you think that. It really is going to bug me, really going to well, bug me. Well, you me. think it of it, you let me know. Like it yeah. won't come back, it won't come back, <laughs> all right? It's not going to come back. Uh, let's go to the third sex line or get your recruiting stuff out there. What do we, what do we got? What do we got on, on three plus premium, platinum?
2: Oh, you you don't want to hear this news. This is this is not even like. I, I thought you'd be more
1: excited for this news. I, I don't know what the news is. You just tell me the news.
2: John Calipari went to Lyon County to watch Travis Perry oh. play against Dawson Springs, and some folks, uh, they might be a little timid around John Cal Perry. They might not be at their best. Travis Perry's just going to drop 60 on your face. Yeah, 60. Uh, Larry Vaught says 61. Jack Pilgrim says 62. Regardless, he scored a butt-ton of points. And right now, he entering the game, he was ranked third in the state in scoring. That probably moves him up into first because they were all within about a point of one another. Uh, between that and the kid at Covcath, and uh, I think there's a kid at Owen County that scores a lot of points, too. So now... Uh, Perry is only 178 points away from the all-time scoring record held by King Kelly Coleman. And I did the math the other day, but if he, at at the time, if he just kept up his average, he could pass it in the second round of the sweet 16 at this rate. And I mean, in order for them to actually get there, they're going to have to beat university Heights and, uh, Kind of a difficult Region Two tournament. There's another pretty decent team. I think a uh, Hopkinsville team's down there is pretty good. Um, so he he might break it before it. But like you aren't Julian Tackett wants Travis Perry to be playing for that all time scoring record in the Sweet Sixteen. That
1: that puts some butts in seats at Rupp Arena. Definitely would in a in a big way. Th- that's crazy. I need to see this person in person. <laughs> I have. Yes. I've seen obviously tapes and highlights of him, but I've got to see him for myself. Uh, I'm glad, like this is just somebody that I, I know. Oh, it can it can it can spiral out of control a little bit, and it's probably responsibility to go around on both sides of this aisle. But like this person should just be playing basketball at Kentucky, uh, and I don't know what the expectations are. I don't, you know, there are different, different people have different wants and needs, but this should be a situation where it's just like, Hey, listen, we want you at UK. We hope that you'll come in with the mindset that like you you could be a bench player. You could be a role player. You may not get your chance till your sophomore year uh, or your junior year. If you want to go somewhere and be the guy and get a ton of shots and Rick Stansberry is going to promise you a ton of money, or he's going to promise you this, that, or the other, then totally understand no hard feelings but when you're debatably going to go when you most likely are going to go down as the leading scorer you should be in this state you should be playing your your college basketball in this state at the at the top university so it hopefully it ends, it works out that way that being said it's not somebody that you should have the expectations that they would be a star freshman i would be surprised if they if they were um, people that have watched him play and know his game, certainly a hell of a lot better than I do say that he's going to have trouble getting shots off against longer athletic people. Um, that he's going to have a really tough time defending people that are quicker than, than he is that, that he's it, it, for high level college basketball. It, it's going to take him some time and maybe even a couple of years. It, it. You know that should be what is expressed from UK. If he's down with that and wants to play for the university, then then it needs to happen, Roush. Because that what an insane what an insane yeah. number of
2: points. I mean the and the other thing too, like this isn't just a one off for him. Earlier this year, when they played North Laurel in Lexington, right? This is Reed Shepherd versus Travis Perry, East versus West, huge showdown. Perry scored forty five points and his team won the game. Like, I mean, the dude. Is a big time gamer who is not afraid of the big moment, even though he's from a small town in eastern Kentucky. Uh, just brief aside, I love that the Lion County mascot are the Lyon County Lions and it's L Y O N S, they don't change the name for it. That's just this is good clean foot, but
1: wait, so they're the Lion Lions,
2: yeah, the Lion County Lions, and they don't change it to like L I, it's still L Y, which I
1: it's just it's, it's, it's
2: great. That that is, that that is interesting. I did not yeah. know that. It's pretty great. Um, the I'm glad that we are making a big stink about it, though, because I feel like the more we just let it play out, the better off it will be. Because what it, a lot of it is going to come down to is, I believe he's an Adidas circuit guy. I'm just going to be curious to see how well he – because that's where a lot of it is going to come down to, right? How how good does he play on the circuits in this round? Yeah. I believe it was going into Reed's junior year that he had the blow-up. Um, and right now, uh, Perry isn't as high, but he's on the fringe, right? I mean, he's 87th overall, top 100 guy, four-star. What's shocking to me, dude, Kenny Payne, why are you not recruiting the bejesus out of this kid? <laughs> like, That's a good question. That that, that that You should go all in on him. Get the most prolific scorer in the Kentucky basketball. Because Cal Cal's going to have to slow play it just for, um, I mean, I, like I, I don't know how well he can play at this level. But Kenny shouldn't care at all. Like, dude, just get any sort of win. Because, hell, the way he's recruited so far, Perry might be the highest ranked recruit in his upcoming class.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not impossible. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it seems like everybody's come around to that. Kenny Payne's going to be around for another year, but he better, that transfer portal better be, he better dominate it. Yeah. Like anything less than that, then UL fans are going to realize by, and there could always be some late names because there always are. Sometimes there's late names for Kentucky, but like we'll, we'll most likely know by, by June if UL is going to have any hope, optimism. Mm-hmm. Dreams for the whole for the next November through March, which is crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, he's gonna have to dominate the transfer portal, or else it's uh Ooh. it's not gonna be good for U of L. Nope, not not great, Bob. Not we great, have Bob. the region pairings for Kentucky State High School basketball, but I like they've gone missing from where I found them on Twitter. Um, but I think the seventh region had a pretty easy draw, if I remember correctly. And the 6th region, Roush, I think had a really tough draw, or at least a tough first game.
0: 6th region um, got the 8th region. I do yeah, know that's, that. That's, that's tough. Yeah.
1: That's like
2: Oldham County, right? Or the... yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, Oldham yeah. County,
0: Woodford County, Walton Verona's in that.
1: Do you have the whole pairings match uh, in front of you, Scoots?
0: I don't know. I just, I saw that last night because I cover a lot of eighth region over in Kentucky, or mainly only eighth region over in Kentucky. So I was, I saw that they played the sixth region. I knew that was Roush's region. So I just paid attention to that. Didn't, didn't see the seventh region. Sorry, bud. Uh,
2: and I also saw that you could region have, I
1: think has 14th region, but I don't even know who that is. Yeah. That's,
2: uh, yeah. I know it's Eastern, but, um, I think that's like no Ashland sixteenth. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure who fourteenth would be, but um, I also I think that yeah. So we have a um, there there could be a region two versus thirteenth uh, region Lyon County North Laurel in the second round of the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> that could happen.
1: Yeah, but uh, it, it seems like a long shot. But that'd be cool.
2: Yeah, and then you could also get Lexington area eleventh or seventh in the second round. But um, yeah, and either way, uh, fun time of basketball this time of year uh, in the Commonwealth. I think the last regular season games are tonight for high school basketball. District tournaments start next week.
1: Exciting so. stuff. Uh, nobody nope. does it better than Kentucky when it comes to high school basketball. There's and not a nobody, state out there that does it better than Kentucky.
2: Nobody does it better when it comes to spicy salsa, guacamole. And fresh queso and salsaritas. Arriba! It's the best of the best. Um, and just, I mean, that another reason why Kentucky is just the best. They have two salsarita locations in level. Zero in Indiana. Suck at Hoosiers. Uh, we get all the wild, chips. You get none. Go to Milltown location. They got a nice drafter. Or St. Matthews right there on Hubbard's Lane. Very convenient. Warm up with some fresh Mexican food at
1: Salsaritas. Keep them in mind for your catering needs. No party too big, no party too small, and you can do it all online on the app. Uh, Scoots, you didn't no comment on the Kentucky high school basketball?
0: No, I'm good. I thought you were going to say on salsaritas and Roush throwing out a sucket to Indiana for not having one.
2: Oh, I'm we're, we're throwing out all the
1: to Indiana. Any comment on that, Scoots?
0: I would love a salsaritas on my side of the river. Not nothing would make me happier. But alas, here we are.
1: Let's get to the Thornton text five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A texter says, "Why spite me? It was just a suggestion, with the caveat of not trying to tell you how to do your job." Read them all. Don't read them all. Up to you. How about the Super Bowl? What a controversial role Cole. <laughs> that was the texter that Scoots took offense to for telling us how to do our job. Yeah, just don't tell me what to do.
0: I don't come to your workplace tell you what to do, pal. We We love suggestions
1: on the Thornton's text line. Scoots isn't this thin-skinned. He's just joking, everybody. So (laughs) keep keep your suggestions on the Thornton's text line. We'll take, and we love any and all advice. Right, Scoots?
0: I even texted him back yesterday, and I was like, I am real on this show 99% of the time. I was like, but that was a bit. I couldn't care less what we do with the text line.
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, We got John. John says, good Thursday morning. Sent it in yesterday. They have a song that says these boots are made for walking, but after last night's performance, we let everyone know that our boots are made for dancing and we'll continue to make the right progress to keep dancing into the big dance. I was so happy for the great team effort. Oscar played big down the stretch, and he did it without fouling out. There was a play towards the end of the game where we were only up two, and we needed a bucket. Kaysen starts to drive and gets cut off, stops the drive. Some people wanted to travel, but... What I was just thinking, why did you stop your momentum? You got to keep moving through the lane. I know that there were people blocking his way, but I also felt like he was uncomfortable, and sometimes you have to put your shoulder down and go get one in crunch time by driving to the basket, and that is not his MO, but this guy's talented. I know he can do it. I hope he can learn to do it more consistently because we'll need him to do it in the big dance. we got to go talk to you later. John, it sounded like you were just describing Casey Wallace getting a charge there for a while. Uh, sometimes you just got there were people blocking his way and I know he was uncomfortable, but sometimes you have to put down your shoulder and go get one in crunch time. Uh, a charge because it sounds like that's what he was going to do if he I, kept doing what you were saying.
2: I also think that that was part of the play design, John, to get Antonio Reeves a wide open shot. It's like, well, if they cut you off, you get an easy route to the basket. And if they cut you off with a double, then you're going to have Reeves wide open. And he took the second option, had him wide open, would have been his 12th assist of the day, but the shot just didn't fall.
1: I I agree with you. I I, I didn't really, there's plenty to kind of nitpick about Casey Wallace, especially shooting. Uh, but his shot wasn't falling. He was creating some shots for other people. That's what he did in that exact situation that you're describing. Uh, I will say it is just a little interesting to me that he has no feel for just runners, floaters. Uh, let me get, you know, let me, Try to get by my guy. I can't get all the way to the rim, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm near the block, so I can, try, you know, the Brandon Knight just throw it up towards the backboard and yeah, uh, watching I mean, plays off
2: the glass. Yeah,
1: he can't. He doesn't do. He he's just not really comfortable doing any of that. Like he hardly ever does it. So it tells me that he's not comfortable. Doesn't have a feel for it. He can get to the rim, and sometimes he, you know he's pretty good at using the rim to his efforts. Like I'll do reverse dipsy do, and he'll go up with it and put it in. Uh, But interesting, interesting player. Seems like he's going to be really good. It's going to be when he's in the NBA, when he reaches his full potential, uh, obviously. And that's the case for most people of his age. But just hasn't been able at at times. Seems like it's ready to click for him at a college level. And then you get other games where he goes one to 13 from from deep. But it was really important that he was able to impact the game positively in other ways and not let that bad shooting performance uh, be be his story, be what we talk about with him. Instead, yeah. we talk about that, but we put the caveat, hey, he was creating. He did a lot of really nice things. And he is still UK's best defender. So got to have him out there.
2: Without Especially a doubt. Especially
1: when you have literally no other guards.
2: <laughs> oh, Hopefully we get a couple of those back tomorrow. Speaking of back, how about we go back to commercials for our last break?
1: Yeah, I was getting sick of doing this radio stuff. Let's get to the real what everybody's actually here for. The back commercial to paying those bills. Why don't you take us on over to commercial land, buddy? One final time for the week. We'll come back. We'll read more text. We'll do predictions. Huge shakeup in our little prediction Man. fun Z onesie game. We'll come back. We'll, uh, we'll we'll keep doing stuff. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio TJ Walker, Nick Rouge. Let's do the out.
2: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call.
1: Everyone has called me Dwayne all day. I think Jim Halpert paid them to.
0: With Walker and Roush. Yes. Five bucks each, and it was totally worth it. Let them see we crazy. I don't care about that. Put your head-
1: One final segment for the week. It's Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. And even when we say goodbye for the week, ShadyRays.com never shuts down. You can go any of the day. Check out a really impressive website, and I mean that. I'm a Shady ShadyRays customer, big fan, really easy to navigate, and you instantly see all the options they have, exactly what you are looking for. You'll be able to find it in just a few seconds when you're on ShadyRays.com. After you're done making your selection, purchasing the sunglasses, the polarized sunglasses for an affordable price, looks like designer brands, but they're not, don't forget to hit them with the Big X promo code at checkout. Save 25% off your order. That's Big X at checkout, 25% off. And they've got great deals, replacement pair promises, 30-day money-back guarantees, a lot of great stuff from our friends at Shady Rays, promo code Big X. All right, Roush, what do we have?
2: We have more action on Thornton's tech side. Um, we also, I know we've got the all-star weekend coming up. Um, uh, my my interest in it has dwindled year by year as I've gotten older. Um, but it, I think it's going to be fun Sunday. They're, they're picking the all-star teams beforehand. I'm sure there will be some sort of drama with that because if there's one thing the NBA knows, it's, it's drama. Um, but we'll have Tyler Hero and Julius Randle in the three-point contest uh, Saturday night. So that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I love Julius Randall's odds in the three-point contest. I, I don't think I do
2: either. But who knows? Could surprise you. I'm pretty sure. Didn't like Boogie win it one year?
0: Not nah, Carl Anthony Towns did.
2: That's, either that's last year one.
0: or the year before.
2: Yeah. And I, kn- I knew there was one UK big that won it. Um, so you never know. You never know. Um, I do like that beforehand. Uh, the because I believe they're getting Barkley, they're getting the NBA on TNT crew to actually call the game, make it a little bit more entertaining, which I'm for. Right? It's almost like getting the Peyton and Eli broadcast. So they're doing all these interviews in the lead up for it. And Barkley, as much as 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 dumb as they may uh, kind like they they come off as goofballs, but he, man, he made a really great point the other day. Where he's like, he said, uh, all the stuff with Harden, Kyrie, and KD demanding trades and getting out of them. It's like, you can't take my money and ask for a divorce six months later and, and expect no consequences. He's like, they're going, the owners are going to lock them out. He's like, it's going to happen. Just you wait. Load management too, add that into the equation. They're going to lock them out. So, um, I, I there, there's probably some. The pushback, they've gotten almost no pushback from the player empowerment stuff, but that's going to come down the pike.
1: Something to keep an eye on. This league, as they say, when it comes Mm to the NBA. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, if there's ever a day for a rough whistle, it's Saturday. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? We'd come in smirking. Yeah, I I would be a big fan a texter says Reeves was pretty brutal in the second half, but I loved the play out of the timeout to get him an open three from Livingston's post up. Uh, he, he had several good looks in the second half. The, there is a little bit of like, can Reeves put it together for 40 minutes? No, we haven't really seen that necessarily. But you're at, you're asking a lot. Um, and then most times he'd be able to get breaks, you'd be able to take him out not 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 with the current setup of the team though.
2: Um I see boob sweat on me every day. It's a daily battle and you have to be prepared to combat.
1: Yeah, I just don't remember seeing it on on Cal. On Cal. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably been another instance it has happened, but it, it just seemed prominent and I I'm not shaming, not body shaming. The, the human body's natural. It was doing natural things on on Wednesday evening.
2: More like KS board. Am I right? How how's board. any
1: what's what's your post of the day on the message board gonna be today?
2: I don't know. Just kind of comes to me sometimes. Uh it is it is just fun. Like uh, I don't know. I'm still kind of figuring it out because I've always the last time I was a message board poster, it was in high school on the free bluegrass preps where it was just like Oh, are they talking about to say? You know, it would be kind of trash talk between high schools, who's playing what, that sort of thing. So, I haven't done it in a long time, and so it's just kind of, kind of getting my my feet wet, figuring out where this thing's going. But so far, uh, a lot of fun. It's also kind of, uh, kind of interesting just to see when we have people introduce themselves. They're from various parts of the states. You just, you just forget that there are actually people listening to you and watching you and all that sort of stuff when you do this job, <laughs> right? Uh, you forget, like, oh, yeah.
1: You forget that you have an audience.
2: Yeah. Oh, I do all the time. Like that. Like, oh, there's actually lots of people out here that that consume this stuff. Um, it's you know, it's a good reminder. Good reminder. And they're from all all parts, all
1: walks of life. That's that is certainly true. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, "You always hear people say that free throw percentage is a good indicator of long term shooting projections. Think that applies to Livingston. Part of his issue is that he can't get the shots in the flow of the offense as well as someone like Reeves. Chris needs to be more ready to shoot." Man, the
2: the one the shot clock play. I, I I don't remember the specifics, but it was the shot clock was dwindling down, and he just wasn't. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if he had the awareness, but he, he had a, it, it wasn't a great look. It was going to be a contested shot, but instead he pump faked, and I mean you couldn't, he had no time to go anywhere, and they ended up being a shot clock violation. That, that was an example of needing to be ready to shoot, and I, I think some of it is just getting more comfortable on the floor, uh, because yeah, you, you can certainly see some long term potential here and we don't have to get into it now but i know there were some there were some rumblings about some dissatisfaction wouldn't it be nice though just to get chris Livingston back for another season i feel like he has so much long term potential to this textures point
1: yeah it, it, but you know there's still this is each week is just so much it's magnified the 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 further you go and the more that you play uh, and it's already started but I don't know, different people would have different different answers for when it exactly started. Some people say around the Super Bowl. But once you get eyeballs on you, national eyeballs for college basketball, you can just improve your stock so much by right. being good from mid-February on, or even March on. And what, what if Livingston just keeps keeps going forward, keeps, keeps taking these yeah. steps forward, and Kentucky is able to win a couple SEC tournament games and then you know maybe a game or two or maybe even more in March once you're in the big dance and Livingston's being the best player during some of that run he'll go to the draft. I mean NBA teams yeah. they, they, they see potential enough as is let alone they like people from UK and secondly if if this season can find any consistency if it can turn around at all if it can have any signs of hope or optimism something's got to change for this team and Livingston turning into a dog would be a pretty significant change so hopefully that's what happens and then and then then he goes to the draft and you don't have you don't have him for next season um but if it's if it if it's the way it stands right now yeah absolutely you want him back at UK where hey don't don't feel like you just need to go take the plunge for the league just because you previously thought you may be a one and done you know come back be a starter on a really good team put up good numbers continue to be improve your offensive game blah 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 you know all the things you'd want to hear. Mm-hmm. But I right can now certainly like, see
2: if he's in in the late twenties how hyped would an NBA team to pick him in the late first round. With Rich well, Paul greasing those wheels for those NBA – like you could definitely see that happening.
1: If he's projected first round, he'll go. Right now, I just don't think he is, although there may be some mock drafts that do have him getting first round. If he continues to play well, though, he will get into that conversation. And yeah, then you'll yeah. say goodbye to him. Won't be the the end of the world, but yeah, another year with that dude. He's going to be a really good basketball player. I agree with that text, I you know, saying that free throw shooting is a good projection of how it's going to work. He's, just, he's comfortable there at the free throw line. Uh, and he, he seems comfortable on a shot. It's just a little bit of a slow release. So to the textures point, it just it takes a little while for him to get into that yeah, rhythm yeah. of a shot. Uh, maybe if he's more ready, he can do that. And then against Tennessee tomorrow, pump fake city is going to work. They're going to be lot. They're going to be load and pack in the paint. Uh, all things considered, but they're going to be eager on closeouts. So pump fake, and then either you know just do the old Kellen Grady step to the side. You'll be wide open or pump fake and and bring it inside which I think is what Kentucky's going to be more likely to do and cause some havoc in there draw some fouls get it up there allow Oscar to get some rebounds uh, that was one nice thing about Mississippi State and I don't know how many offensive rebounds Oscar finished with but it seemed like UK realized like hey when in doubt just get a shot up yeah. and let's see if we can let this dude go to work sometimes I think they forget that that's not a bad offensive strategy is get a decent look if you can but even if you can't you know even if you're going to the Kaysen Wallace, even if you're going to the basket and you can't get right to the rim like you'd like, fade away a little bit, try to hit it high off the glass, off the banking board, as they'd say back in the 50s, and then let Oscar clean up the mess if you're if you if you're not able to have it go in. But pump faking, I sound like I'm a 90-year-old basketball coach. Do your pump fakes. Fade, keep your knee planted. Uh, but that's going to work against Tennessee.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> Do your pump fakes. Uh, Teams like Mississippi State, bad offensively, defense, are better matchups for us than the other way around. Tennessee and Florida fall into that category. Arkansas probably does too. Yeah, and Arkansas did have – like that was an anomaly of a performance for them. Uh, You kind of hope that they can regress back to the mean whenever you go back on that road trip. But that is – that's a great point about why we shouldn't be as nervous as I'm probably going to be going into tomorrow's game.
1: I, the difference with arkansas although they do probably fit in that category is they're just like freakishly long and athletic where tennessee's defense they're they're big they're a big team but it's more like sound they're not they're not as athletic as arkansas is mississippi state's not as athletic as arkansas is so that may be the one difference for arkansas but i agree with your point texter that it's if you're uk just go the, – the worse the offense, the better I'm going to feel about the game, um, especially from a guard standpoint. I, I, I don't want guards that can go get to the rim against anybody because if they can do it against anybody, they can definitely do it against Kentucky. And uh, that's not Tennessee, though. So got to – gosh, we're doing it again. We're getting all excited for this game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is Charlie Brown in the football. What do we got next?
2: Uh, 1.2 points per possession against a top 10 defense. It was ugly on the stretch, but that was a really good offensive game. Another great point, Texer. Another great yeah. point. Another person says, fascinated by the way Hoop's Insight consumes basketball games.
1: I asked them what like Hoop's Insight had what he had what what the latest thing is that he was talking about regarding that tax. Uh I don't it, it was it it I I didn't really get what was going on um texter says just get us into that seven ten game i'll take our chances with that two seed if we can get there a good point i would i would i would be about it just keep I winning just you know just keep winning it'll take care of itself i i almost regret to say this just because i don't i don't want to jinx anything but you like that 11 spot really from if, if from a hey who like it's we want to make a run. We just want to make a run. That's all we care about. We just want to be able to make a run. The 11 spots, probably the best in between seven to 11. Like, I think I would rather be 11 seed than a 10 seed, then a nine seed, then an eight seed, then a seven seed. And then a six seed is, would be better obviously. So that's where I draw the line, but I think that eleven spot it's it's winnable out of there, Rouse. You get uh, you may I don't you ideally you don't have the playing game, that's that's a caveat to this, but you get a six seed to start, which again if you think you're going to make a run or you think making a run there's potential there, then okay you should be able to beat a six seed. One would think that's you know kind of middle of the pack for a conference for the most part for a power six power five conference you should be able to beat a middle of the pack team in those conferences if you think you're going to do something special. Then you get a three seed which three seeds are tough that, that would be a tough game but you it's but in the other spots you'd either get a two seed which i think the two seeds are going to be good this year or you'd get a one seed if you're in the eight nine spot and i think the one seeds obviously are but you know one and two seeds most years are good breaking news when it comes to the, the ncaa tournament so I, that's why i lean towards if you if you could have it you take that 11 spot but you don't uh you don't want to when you're in that 11 spot, you're also risking with just missing the tournament. So ideally, you don't want to be you don't want to be in that spot. But uh, it'll be ideally. fascinating. Keep winning, though, so we can have these conversations.
2: Yeah. Yeah, please. Please keep winning. That's all we ask.
1: And then I'll also say this. Just one other little like long winded caveat here. This is not what we want for UK basketball whatsoever. You know, blah, 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 blah. You guys know the just you guys know what I'm going to say with all that. But isn't there, isn't there like something a little bit fun to all this where like every game really is life or death. And it's seemed that way for pretty much already the entire season. But certainly since like January during the middle of January, I'd much rather be a one seed. I'd much rather be dominating and beating everybody. I'd much rather be 2015 where you're undefeated in a perfect world. Uh, I like yes, this isn't the standard for Kentucky basketball, but there has been something weirdly enjoyable about this. And like, no, that 0-2 week and the loss to Georgia, there was nothing fun about that. But then what do they do? Because of course they do it. They go back and they win at Mississippi State. They beat a team that's ahead of them in the NCAA tournament pecking order, and now everybody has them back in the big dance. It's it, This is weird, but there is something weirdly fun about it. I am enjoying it more than I probably should be. And every game's close, too. Yeah, like,
2: yeah. Which I think um, I, I enjoy it more when it's living and dying, and you're trying to win six in a row. But I, I get your point. Um, I, I'm going to debunk this next textures uh, point. We got because we got a couple uh, bubble kind of bracket questions. Obviously, saying this from an incredibly biased perspective, but didn't the NCAA selection committee literally say they wouldn't count the games Duke had without Zion? This is only four years ago, so why wouldn't the same be applied to today's game? South Carolina, we were without Wallace. Georgia and Arkansas, we didn't have Wheeler and Frederick. feel like we would go down the line and select some injury in almost every game. Bump us up a seed line. So here's here's the sad truth, Texter. That's just to move the goalpost for them to excuse it. And they're only going to do that for the biggest superstars. They're not looking at every single injury from every game because a lot of teams have a lot of little injuries. Now, will they consider Arkansas with Nick Smith? Maybe. Maybe he's good enough to consider that. But, like, they're only doing that. They're only giving that preferential injury treatment to the biggest, quote-unquote, superstars that this sport has to offer, not just because and Wallace missed a game here or there.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were just wrong to do it the way that they did it with Zion. I mean, that's just the long long and short of it.
2: Mm -hmm. And they still Uh, – they tried to give him a cakewalk, and they still almost lost in the second round to Taco Fall and UCF.
1: And then also with with Arkansas, Nick Smith. I mean, they they can't do it with him. They they were without him from December. Like they were out without him for well over half the season. Like at that point, you were what you were, and you were a team without him. If you get him back, cool. But you you can't just go off a sample size from November to like middle of December. You know that's not realistic. Um, or so I, I don't I don't know. Uh, they're not. They're just don't expect any favors. In yeah. that regard. As Larry Vaught put it,
2: I, great take. Kentucky needs to keep winning if they want to make the NCAA tournament. G- great, spicy take from our man Larry Vaught.
1: I agree. And it's yeah. un, unfiltered takes like that that we all need to be hearing as well. I'm not Another sure Texture says... Yeah, yeah go okay. ahead. No, you got no, it. Take, it,
2: take it away. I'm not sure why A&M is in as a 10 seed and Kentucky is still considered out. If our quad four loss to South Carolina is so bad, why aren't they... Penalized for their two quad four losses to Murray State, neutral site, in Wofford at home. Just doesn't seem to hurt other teams as much. I understand AM has more quad wins and we have the ability to get more over the next five games. What are your thoughts? That's from Keith. No, that's, I mean, they have twice as many quad one wins. And here's the other part, Keith. They only have two losses in SEC play. Like the SEC is, what would you say, TJ, the second or third best conference in college basketball this year? And they've only lost twice. Like, but
1: yeah, and you, on you, top you, of that,
2: you get some, uh, what, what's the word? Like you get credit for winning in this part of the year when it matters most. Um, and they haven't lost in the month of February either.
1: And they're, they're a good team. I mean, that was a big win when Kentucky was able to get them. Just watching that game, you're like, all right, this is pretty, this is the evenly matched, uh, evenly matched opponents here. A&M can win the SEC.
0: Weirdly mm-hmm. and
1: crazily enough, some, you know, they were they were kind of late to like the bracket party on most people's projections. And like this texture says they're Tennessee, they can win the SEC. They have Alabama and Tennessee coming to College Station. They take care of those games, they don't trip up on the road. Uh they could win the, they could win the conference. As weird as that is to say. This is a wild SEC year. I do think Alabama is better than anybody else in the league, and I think there's maybe even a sizable gap between them and whoever second place is. Uh, But the way the standings are going to go, anything's up to grab, and then spots like 10 to 2, 10 to 3 are all right there, all right there for the taking within like a two-game span, uh, maybe three-game span. But five to go. Kentucky still double by, not playing until Friday, which would be, I think, huge for this team. That is very much on the table. Uh, if they hadn't beaten Mississippi State, there's a chance they could have been playing on Wednesday. Unlikely, but it was a possibility that that was on the table. But now they could be, you know, you could be in that 8 9 game. And if you win, most likely you'd have to play Alabama on that Friday. You wouldn't want that. Uh, there's a much to be determined in the SEC, and UK could do themselves just some huge favors by beating Tennessee tomorrow. That would give you the double tiebreaker over the Vols. That would put you, at the moment, tied with them, but you'd be, again, head in the tiebreaker, uh, and that would really do you wonders in terms of getting that double bye and not playing on fr- until Friday in the SEC tournament. So there's something exciting about this, Rash. I know it's been frustrating. We're pulling out all the hair we have left on our head, but it is it has been kind of fun there's something yeah. fun about it
2: just as, as long as we keep getting wins like we did the other night
1: texter says i saw a twitter account named bring chris beard to louisville tweeting about how they don't need someone with the character of dj wagner at louisville the irony <laughs> oh texter,
2: man that that that's beautiful <laughs> they're,
1: they're, they're probably being sarcastic texter that's probably the joke that's probably the bit oh let's hope so
2: but you a never texter. know the awareness by those folks.
1: That's true, but that remember one just seems high. a little too much on the nose. Yeah. A lot of people forget that James Young's inbounds to save save shot in the opponent's goal was actually the second time he did that. He also did the same thing earlier in the blue-white game.
2: <laughs> what do we think James Young's doing now? Probably playing basketball somewhere. Yeah, I think he was in England last I saw uh, playing for like the something Lions. Um, remember when he sat courtside next to Rihanna?
1: Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty
2: cool. Uh, Nick and TJ, fourteenth region is far southeastern Kentucky, Perry County, not County, Letcher County area. Gotcha, gotcha. So like uh, Buckhorn, that's right. Yeah, Buckhorn won the
1: fourteenth. Probably not a favorable matchup for the fourteenth region getting paired up with the seventh region in, in game yeah. one.
2: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't not expect so. Is um who who is the seventh region favorite?
1: Ballard, I think they Ballard. Are? Pretty, I think Ballard, and then I think if it's anybody else, I'll be a little surprised.
2: Yeah, like, well well, um, Chris Renner no longer there. Or, if, it, no. if
1: it wasn't if if Ballard, I think, is a tier above, and then outside of that, it could literally be yeah, it, it could be step. like four other teams. Five Trinity's other teams.
2: okay. Um, like
1: Trinity's good. Mail's good. Saint yeah. X is good. Manuals have their best player out. They're solid, but I don't know if they're. I don't know what their health status is for where things stand with them. There, there's there's good teams. Um, Eastern, I think, is okay. I don't think they're as good this year. But, yeah, it's uh, I can't wait. That's a fun time of the year. No state does it better when it comes to high school basketball. Everybody, no, Number on. one state for high school sports. Just means more is what they say around these parts. Uh, John here. Good T-Jive morning to all. You know, I'm so glad we have an early game on Saturday. I feel like a lot of the sports media and our own fan base has written the cats off, but not this guy. We'll beat the dog poop out of the Volunteers by eight, and the MVP will be topping. By gosh, guys, I'm excited about this weekend. I hope you all have a fun and safe one. We'll got to go talk to you later. John here again, and if people are moving and not set, then more than likely it would be a charge. It probably is blocking foul on the defense, which means one opportunity. Also, you were you two were making a layup or three, still makes the game a two-possession game. Reeves was hitting well in the first, but not so well in the second half. So, yes, he was open. It was a decent pass, but he got bailed out. Bailed out by a guy who was not doing that great during the time of the game. If he is our guy, then be our guy like a John Wall or De'Aaron Fox. John, you cannot think that's how you spell De'Aaron Fox, please. His name's not Dar- Darien. That's got to be a voice. I'll just I'll give you I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. That was voice to text. Yeah. Yeah. Just one of those things, again, where some of the individuals take up for Wallace no matter what and see nothing wrong with what he does. If this guy is as good as what most of us would to advertise him. Come on, John. you got to get this cleaned up, buddy. Uh, He needs to do a little more. No more four eight-point ball games. I like the guy, but that was a bad play. He got bailed out. So, yes, call it as it was. we will got to go talk to you later.
2: I mean, John, getting universally – praise for that that the play design that got Reeves a wide open three and John's like nope I want Kaysom Wallace taking the shot one of 13 Kason Wallace
1: yeah John I get I, I get your point just uh I dis- disagree a little bit uh, yeah. all right
2: um I will say though it's not unheard of Brandon Knight in that Princeton game that was the first shot he made of the game that's true yeah, people Sometimes. forget that. He was he one that. of eight <laughs> in that game, and the only shot he made was the game winner.
1: Well, the good news is with Wallace, he's he's been slumping uh, slump buster against Tennessee huh? tomorrow. Uh we could we could use it. And John also agree that you know Toppin's gonna have to be good. It seems like we don't really talk about him enough. And I do think when we yeah. do, are probably too hard on him. Uh he's he's an important piece to this whole puzzle. He just has to consistently be good, and that's why we noticed it. When he has an off game or he doesn't really seem to be mentally into it, it's because the team takes a, a huge hit when he does those things. So hopefully he'll be locked in. Hopefully the rest of the team will be locked in. Just a colossal opportunity for Kentucky. They've had a few of these games this year, and each and every time they have left the UK fan base not satisfied. Uh, the games that UK has won that has drawn fans back in have usually been when we haven't been expecting it. When you have written this team off a bit, that's when, they've, that's when they've surprised us. But in the games where it's, hey, you can get yourself some distance, you can exhale, this is a huge opportunity. They've come up short time and time again. We have a new leader in the game. It's Nick Roush with eight <laughs> points. Justin with six points. Myself with four points. Roush has me doubled up. So, Roush, you get the first prediction. You get first pick at MVP. Tell me what you're working with here.
2: I'm worried. I'm worried about this game. And I ultimately think that Tennessee is going to have a hot shooting night at Rupp Arena. Kentucky fans are going to get let down once again. Uh, Vols 73, Kentucky 68. Uh, is your MVP.
1: Boo. Uh, Scooch, what do you got for us, buddy?
0: Uh, let me go. I think it's gonna be a really close, fun game, but I think ultimately Kentucky loses 68 to 65, and I'll take Plapsich.
1: Okay. Uh, I am not going to make it a, a clean sweep, but it yeah. will be a sweep of the stinky balls. Kentucky gets the win against Rick Barnes. Much-needed win. Finally pays off. Third time's the charm for UK. They get it 66-60, to 60 and give me Oscar Sheboy picking third. I get Oscar the double-double machine. Find a way to get it done, UK. Uh, this is Monday show if they lose... Uh, not going to be funny but like we're going to be like here we are again if they win though it will be an absolute and total. We'll be on the gravy battle. train regardless make sure you're tuned in monday at seven o'clock everybody have a good weekend be safe this is kentucky roll call i'm big at roll roll radio